Hello and welcome, my friend, to the second episode of the Minnesota Gardening Podcast. It is my honor to have you here with us today for this second episode. And today we're going to talk about a state of Minnesota program all about increasing the number of pollinators we have in our communities and throughout the state and throughout the world. And so we all know how what dire uh, straits, bees, butterflies, all of those friends that we have are in today. And it's really important that we add more pollinating plants, uh, whether that be trees, perennials, grasses, that kind of thing, to our gardens. And this program helps to educate and fund for that. It's called Lawns to Legumes. And we have the extraordinary state representative, Kelly Morrison, who authored the bill in the Minnesota House, here with us today to talk about the Lawns to Legumes program and why pollinators are so important in the state of Minnesota. And so we talk a lot about the program throughout this episode, and you can find the all the information you need about it in the show notes at minnesotagardening.com slash two. All right. Today, we are honored to have the extraordinary representative, Dr. Kelly Morrison, here with us to talk about pollinators and talk about bees and talk about a really incredible program through the state that she helped and really pushed to get done here in Minnesota that helps anybody who wants to have more plants and pollinators in their gardens and at their home. And so, uh, Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today to talk about your stuff. Well, thanks for having me, Brad. I'm glad to be here. Do you uh, real quick want to talk, uh, just introduce yourself, where where you're at, how you got interested in pollinators and, and that kind of thing? Sure. Happy to. So I'm in my second term in the Minnesota House, and I represent District 33B, which includes 10 communities in the western suburbs of Minneapolis in the kind of Lake Minnetonka area. In my other life, I'm a physician, and part of the reason I ran for office in the first place was because of my concern about the sort of creeping skepticism about science that's been infecting our culture and our politics, and I wanted to be a voice for science and for evidence-based policy in the legislature, and I owe a lot to two of my constituents who I met during the campaign and who spent a lot of time educating me about pollinators. Um, and they are Patricia Hauser and Jeff Dinsmore, who co-founded an organization called Humming for Bees, which uh, is a nonprofit focused on creating a sustainable future for bees and other pollinators. Um, and then I had the good fortune of being assigned to the Environment and Natural Resources Committee, chaired by Representative Rick Hansen, who's been just an incredible advocate for the environment um, in general and with a specific interest in pollinators. So thanks to his mentorship and also the mentorship of my constituents, um, I was able to introduce this legislation to create this program called Lawns to Legumes. And we were able to get it started. And it's just been such a fun program that has been incredibly popular across the whole state and has received uh, a lot of national and actually even international attention. So there's real appetite out there for figuring out how to support our pollinators. Minnesotans are really interested in figuring out what they can do at their own home to help support our declining pollinator population. And why do you think that is that people are concerned about pollinators today? Where's where's the interest coming from and why is it important that people do care? You know, I think that some of 
the interest comes from this sense of frustration that a lot of us have that our that that climate change and some of our environmental challenges feel so big and so overwhelming that I think some of us feel like we're spinning our wheels in terms of what we can do. And this is something that's really tangible. You know, it's literally getting your hands in the dirt at your own home to figure out and to do something that is actually evidence-based and science-driven. You know, there's been good research that supports this idea that creating these pollinator corridors through urban and suburban areas can really make a difference in bolstering our pollinator populations which have declined precipitously over the last decades. And that has big implications for our food supply and transforming our very popular traditional American lawns into more pollinator friendly habitats has multiple benefits for for the environment and for pollinators, obviously, specifically. You know, lawns need to be mowed. They use, often they use gasoline powered mowers they don't support pollinators in any way. We tend to use fertilizers and herbicides that can leach into the ground and surface water. And they also don't retain rainwater well. And again, they don't provide any benefits for our endangered pollinators. So by replacing all or some of these traditional lawns, we can create homes and food for pollinators um, and also have all these other benefits. Yeah, exactly. There's uh there are very few tangible benefits uh of of lawns, especially in Minnesota, where none of this turf grass is native and there are just a major, right. major problems with that. And so your program that you helped champion was passed uh and signed by the governor in 2019 and and was first implemented and then had a, a huge, huge waiting list to get into the program from there. So will you explain to everybody what the Lawns to Legumes program does? Yeah, so it has um, it provides sort of micro grants to individual homeowners um, to help them transform their lawns, um, and it also has supports demonstration neighborhoods um, that um, non governmental organizations, public private partnerships. Um, there's a whole list of qualifying organizations um, that can do. And we've got partners um, who are helping to implement the program, but the Board of um, Water and Soil Resources is the implementing agency. And if you just go to the Bowser website, so it's bwsr.state.mn.us, it's Lawns to Legumes is right there on the the first page and kind of walks you through um, what they do and how you can get involved. And I'll I'll put a... uh link to that in the show notes so everybody can can get to that and and get there. So what is what is the process for let's say I wanted to which I'm actually in process of right now. I've got a box of uh pollinators sitting up on my deck that arrived last week that I'll be planting uh in a pollinator bed that we're creating on the side of our house. If I had wanted to work with the Lawns of Legumes program, what would I have needed to do? Like what's what's the process for that and what do I get out of it? So you you apply through the Bowser website and you are chosen, you can get a micro grant to help you cover the expenses. But a big part of the Lawns to Legumes program idea is also to educate the public. So there are a lot of people who didn't apply for grants, but who learned 
a lot about um, the benefits of transforming their lawns and what plants to plant and um, kind of how to make it all happen. So, so one of the intents of the program is to educate the public. And as we already talked about, there's this huge appetite to learn more about this and to embrace our pollinators because they are our friends and we need them. So how widely is, I know that when it was first put together, there was a big waiting list for people to get on. And uh, I believe it's open currently, right? It's open now in uh, September, October of 2021 for people to get into the program. Is there a waiting list still or how, how, what's the status? My understanding is that for the 2022 grants, the um, applications open the end of October. 22 for installations to take place before December 15th of 22. So if you are listening to this podcast in the future, hopefully it is funded by the legislature into the future for more great deeds like this to be done. But for now, as of, uh, as of October of 2021, you are able to apply today and you must apply through February 15th to get the up to $300 of financial resources on a 50% match for installing pollinator friendly plants. And now back to Representative Morrison. Um, but there were, I mean, there were thousands of people who qualified and from all over the state too. It was, the, the response was pretty overwhelming. The program was featured in Oprah's magazine, which was, you know, exciting for everyone at Bowser. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And so, and we, you know, we got funding for another year for the program. We're hoping to make it permanent because of the appetite and because of the need. You know, we all need to sort of rethink what looks beautiful around our homes. I think we have it so ingrained in our psyche that this sort of monochromatic green lawn is attractive. Um, and we need to kind of re uh, rejigger our brains to recognize that actually native plants and diversity in the landscape is, is where it's at and is what's beautiful. So is this only for pulling out lawns and putting new things in, or can it be used for anything that encourages pollinator? What's, what are the parameters around it? Uh, you know what? I would have to refer to Bowser on that. Um, but I think as long as the plan involves supporting pollinators, uh, I think they're pretty flexible. Got it. Perfect. Good. Well, that is Incredible! It's a really cool program, and I've directed a lot of folks that direction. So it's really uh, helping a bunch of people. And so, well done on getting all of that moving. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about the Launch of Legumes program that I should have? I don't think so, Brad. I just, you know, my my final plug is just if you haven't checked it out yet, and you know, explore the Bowser website. Um, get to learn about the rusty patch bumblebee who recently became our state bee again, thanks to the leadership of um, representative Rick Hansen. Um, right. And uh, we all, it's just the importance of supporting our pollinator population. If our pollinators go down, we do too. So we, we got to take care of them. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for going through the program and talking through all that 
with uh, our listeners here today to let everybody know that it's a really great program that's available to all Minnesotans to be able to take advantage of and work with it from there. So that is great. And as we close our podcasts, uh, we go, we have like a quick round of questions, like quick fire questions for you that my daughters whom you've met have, uh, uh, they help me put these together. And so they're really just fun questions to get to know a little better. So are you, are you game for that? Of course. Awesome. All right. So first one is, uh, what is your favorite place to visit in Minnesota? <gasps> the Boundary Waters. Who Do you have some sort of connection to the Boundary Waters? Do you care about them a little bit? I do a little bit. <laughs> I We have a family tradition of going at least once a year, every year with our three kids and have formed just wonderful memories and family traditions up there. It's just a unique jewel of our state and our country. So I, the Boundary Waters have a really very special place in my heart. Exactly. Perfect. What, uh, what is essential reading for you? Ooh, I'm a big reader. So I, it's a complete range. I love nonfiction. Um, I'm doing a lot of reading about anti-racism right now. Um, and I also love a good novel. So um Let's see. One I recently read was The Splendid and the Vile about um, the blitz on Britain in World War II. That one's um, sitting on my uh, uh, beside my bed right now. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, it's a good read. It's a good read. I d- I'm, I'm sort of debating whether I want to do this, but I think I'm going to end up having to read Peril by Bob Woodward. And then I love Minnesota's Louise Erdich with incredible stories about Native Americans in our state. Right. Exactly. So loved, I always love to talk about books. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad that I asked that one. The next one is what is your favorite food grown in Minnesota? <gasps> oh, wild rice. That's easy. Well, there you go. That was quick. And the last one, this one is Isla's favorite question. And uh, if you were a plant, what plant would you be? I hope I'd be a sunflower. Oh, <laughs> I think that that works. That fits perfectly. Awesome. Well, uh, Representative Dr. Kelly Morrison, thanks so much for being with us today to talk about the Lawns and Legumes program. We'll put all the info for where people can learn more about it and uh, learn more about pollinators in general in the show notes for this episode. And uh, I just really appreciate your time and thanks for being here. You're the best. Thanks, Brad. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Take care. See what I mean? That was just a fun interview and discussion with Representative Dr. Representative Kelly Morrison here in Minnesota with this great program, Lawns to Legumes, that I hope that you take advantage of, whether that be for the financial resources to add more pollinators to your garden, whether that be for the educational components of it. It's just a really, really smart program to help increase the number of pollinators we have in the state of Minnesota and help save the world. So that is our episode. You will be able to find the show notes and just different information about lawns, legumes, and other things we talked about at minnesotagardening.com slash two. Again, that's minnesotagardening.com slash two. Hopefully you've listened to our first episode with the incredible Paul Douglas that you can find at minnesotagardening.com slash one. And then as well, the third episode of the Minnesota Gardening Podcast is available as well. So hopefully you continue to listen to that. All about jumping worms, which are just a nasty, nasty thing with uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources 
telling us all about that. And so as well, one last thing I wanted to share with everyone is if you go to the show notes for any of our episodes, you will find a full transcript of the episode at uh, minnesotagardening.com. So if you want, if you're more of a reader and you want to read, or if you have different pieces that you want to parse out, make sure to go to the transcript for the episode and you can print those out. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you again soon.